Hello Gasheads and welcome to this week's Scouts Report episode of Gascast. I'm your host Max Alderson and I'm delighted to be joined by Bromley fan Alex. Hi Alex. Yeah, good morning, how are you doing? Very good, thanks, how are you? Very well. So Alex, you um, you made the trip up to Bristol on Sunday to watch the 1-1 draw in the first round of the FA Cup. Um, what did you make of the game? Uh, well, I thought, um, obviously, you know, going into the game, our form wasn't the best away from home. We, we lost to Wrexham the week before. Uh, 1-0 at the race course was not, not the best performance I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, so, you know, we go into this game with, it's almost like a free hit, really, with the FA Cup and you know, Bristol Rovers. We know, you know, they can struggle against uh, non-league teams that lost to Barnet the year before. So I thought the game started really well, good tempo. Um, I thought Bromley came out quite, very bright, quite direct, as we as we normally are. Um, and, yeah, I thought we made a good start to the game. And good atmosphere, and I thought we were really good account, of, really good of account of ourselves, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll admit from where I was, where I was sat, it was very difficult to see any formations because I was sort of ground level. Um, could you sort of run us through the, the sort of shape and, and the formation that you guys set up with? Yeah, so we would, um, I think we started with uh, with four at the back, and we had a, it's almost like a four-five-one really, with Michael Cheek being the, uh, the outlet up front, the number nine. Uh, with uh, Rico Hackett Fairchild and Mecky uh, on the wings, so and a couple of holding midfielders. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's four five one most of the time. Yeah, and that sort of counteracted our. I think we we tried to play three five two, um, but we, with a, with a couple of key players out, mostly Luke Leahy at left back and Johnson Clark Harris up front. We sort of um, we played a natural left back on wing back, and our shape was sort of less attacking than we wanted it to be. And I think we really struggled against the the sort of the two banks of uh you had the bank of four and then the bank of five which we really couldn't break down and uh frustrated us as we don't really have the creative midfielder to sort of break those lines um so looking forward to the replay then do you think you'll set up any differently to that four five one being at home uh i think it'd be be quite very well almost probably very similar maybe it may be like a four four one four four one one with maybe um Maybe Mecky or Josh Reese playing in a hole behind Cheek, um, but it'd be a very similar setup. Because obviously, as you saw on Sunday, um, our set pieces are particularly dangerous, and the way we get the ball into the box from those caused you a lot of problems on Sunday. Um, so I think it'd be very, very similar. With maybe depending on injuries to Luke Coulson, and we know that Clifton's going to be out for quite a period of time after that injury. Um, so it'd be, it'd be. Very similar Yeah, so the the game plan I would assume is just to frustrate us as much as possible, make it as difficult as possible for us to score, and then hit us with set pieces as as often as you can. Yeah, I think so. We're, we're we're actually a lot more. We do attack more going forwards. But naturally, we're at home. There should be a big crowd. Um, I know there's two thousand plus tickets already sold. Um, with the home with the home fans, so um, with the crowd on board, a good start to the game. First twenty minutes as as in any game really is crucial. If we take it to Bristol, then I think I think we'd be set for quite an eventful night. Yeah, and it's interesting you you play on a 4G pitch as well, which um, n- not many it's not many times Rovers have played on a 4G pitch. So what can we sort of expect in terms of the bounce of the ball, in uh, frequency of injuries, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so this this 4G pitch is um, is better than most. Um, what the one at Maidstone is a lot softer than the one at Hayes Lane, and there's also one at Sutton that is. Um, it's a lot softer, so this is a more kind of you get a true bounce to the ball, but naturally the ball 
ball does die when it hits the surface. Um, obviously, you get a truer, truer um, surface because there's no bubbles or anything like that. In terms of um, injury, we we did see a few injuries last season due to the 3G pitch and impact injuries from tackles then falling onto the surface. Uh, notably, notably one against Fylde where um, one of their players was stretched off with a compound fracture of the of the wrist. Um, our own Adam Mechie has actually broke his ankle on that pitch uh, last season. So I think you know you do get more injuries with a 4G surface, but also you get the benefit of the game is always going to be on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's going to be one of those where I don't think Rovers will risk the key players we've got coming back from injury. The likes of Holmes Dennis, who's had a knee operation. I can't see him being risked on a surface that's particularly hard on the knees. Um, and Johnson Clark Harris, obviously our main man, is sort of he's had 70 minutes on Tuesday and um, played a little bit off the bench against against you guys on Sunday. But I don't think we'll risk him for large periods on, on a surface like that when we need him so much in the league. So that could almost play to your strengths, um, the fact that we have to field a, a weaker side um, and, and not be our strongest 11. Um, in terms of Bromley in the Cup, is this the first time you would have reached the second round if you do beat us? Uh, it won't quite be the first time, but it, it will feel like the first time. We've last um, got to the second round in the 1945-1946. Blimey. So Blimey. just after World War Two, um, <laughs> so it will feel for most that it will be the second round. But there's a lot of people that go to Bromley that have been going for 60 years plus. So um, it'd be it'd be an amazing occasion if we do get through. You know, predicting a very tough match on Tuesday night. Yeah, let's let's say hypothetically you do get through. Do you fancy your chances against Plymouth at home on that 4G pitch? I think at home to Plymouth, arguably. Obviously, the easier tie with them. I think they're about 13th in League Two at the moment. They've got a long way to travel um, down in Devon there. So I think yeah, if we get past Bristol Rovers, you know, and this, as I said, it'd be a big if, but very, very achievable. I think we will beat Plymouth and go into the third round. Yeah, I mean, I would usually say there's not a lot of difference between the top half of the non-league and and mid-table in in League Two, but Plymouth have just come down and they've spent a lot of money on a lot of that Berry squad who got promoted from, from League Two a couple of seasons ago. And it's not quite happened for them, but they have got the danger men who can sort of show up on any day and, and get a result. So, it, yeah, it could be it could be one of those that could, could go either way, but I would definitely fancy my chances if I were you guys. Um, so who are the sort of danger men for you then, uh, looking ahead to the game on Tuesday? Who would you say are your main sort of outlets who, who Rovers need to be wary of? So Tuesday night, the main, the main outlets will be Michael Cheek up front, number nine. He's signed from Epsley in the... Um, in the summer, he scored six or seven goals already. Plus, uh, Rico Hackett Fairchild is a young young lad from uh, Charlton uh, that we also acquired in the summer. He's he's been on good good form. <clears throat> um, and obviously some set pieces: Chris Bush, Joe Tizzi, Jack Holland. You, you, you know, all all the defence are going to be dangerous if Frankie Raymond's putting the ball in from corners or free kicks. And uh, Chris Bush is dangerous from throw-ins, as we saw saw on Sunday. So it's a some good points of attack there and um, we also have Billy Bingham in the middle of the park he's, been, he's hit a great strike this year already from 30 yards out so he's very capable so sort of dangers all over the pitch then set pieces and yeah. from open play yeah. Yeah, def- yeah definitely and I think I think uh, our manager Coughlin was saying after the match that you, you've scored something like 40% of your goals have been from set pieces is that a fair reflection? I think it's a fair reflection I think he's probably being a little bit kind as well um I would say a lot of our goals do come from a set piece, either you know a corner or a free kick. 
Um, but we do have some really, when we play football and get it, keep it on the deck, we do play some very good stuff with, as I said before, Packet Fairchild and Mackie and Coulson uh, running the channels. And Michael Cheek is, is dangerous from about two yards out. So, um, you know, we do feed it into him quite a lot and he's an amazing striker. Yeah, so can I sort of uh, trouble you for a score prediction on, on Tuesday then? Yeah, sure. I think I think it'd be very close. Um, obviously, the crowd will be a big factor and the, and the way the game starts off. Um, the weather, if it, if it's rainy and a little bit windy, it can it does it does uh, trouble away teams. So I think it'd be very close. So I'll go for a two-one victory to Bromley, or failing that, it could go all the way to penalties. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it could go all the way to pens. I think it'll be a very very tight and close game. I think it would definitely be under three goals it'll either be a nil nil or a one one i think or one nil to someone um i've just got a feeling that it's going to go 120 minutes and then depends and then as we all know it's a lottery at that point so um who knows what what will happen but yeah i'm not predicting uh, a rovers rovers to absolutely romp it by any means <laughs> judging what i saw on sunday so um yeah if i were you i would feel confident of getting a result um to be to be to be perfectly honest with you um yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the non-league, if that's okay, because um, about four or five years ago, Rovers found themselves in the National League. Um, but it's changed a little bit since since we were in it. There's now six playoff places. Um, how have you sort of found that that new playoff system? And Do you think it's it, it works, or do you think it's, it's an unfair system? I think the playoff system is helpful. Uh, you know, we did we did have a we did have a chat on our forum about the fact that when when poor old Berry um, got expelled from the league, that maybe uh, the National League could possibly have three teams going up this year, but obviously that's not the case. Um, so, you know, if you win the if you win the league outright, which is very difficult to do with the calibre of teams in there and the fact that every team on the day can beat each other, we've we've all seen that. Um, so really, the, the top place will be amazing, and the to get to a second and third will be a, a playoff in the semi-final, so to speak, at home. So in a, in a one-legged tie. So ideally, you know, if you're going to be in the playoffs, you need to be second or third. But saying that, uh, I'd be happy for Bromley to be in the playoffs this season if we don't make it up automatically. Um, I had a good chat with the manager uh, in pre-season and his ambition is to get to the playoffs. And I think with the squad rebuild that we've had over the summer and the way the way we've been playing this season so far, being top of the National League, I think you know we've got a very good chance. Um, his ambition is to get to League 2 and... Fingers crossed, we can fulfil that this year. Is that sort of the expectation then going into the season that you would be sort of challenging playoffs? Yeah, I think the expectation was um, from a lot of the fans was probably seventh, in the, you know, <laughs> like the last playoff spot. Um, we finished eleventh um, last year because Gates had got um, got removed from the league, so we finished eleventh. So this year, with the rebuild, there's been a lot, a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money, but it's been money invested in the playing squad. With some very good players coming in, and um, that's reflected itself with results on the pitch, which also then reflects itself with numbers coming to the ground. You know, our recent home games we've getting 2,000 plus, um, and then into the high 2,000s. So the expectation is growing, as natural it, it would do in this stage of the season, almost halfway through. Um, so yeah, I think playoffs playoffs will be will be an achievement that I think we're definitely definitely able to get. Yeah, I think definitely so, given how well you started. Um, and as, as Rovers fans will know, it's, it's, it's ludicrously difficult to finish first place in that league when only one goes up automatically. 
um, it's, it's just so difficult to do. I think there was a, there was a stage where we were, I think in February we were like we were about a point behind Barnet, um, and then we played our next eight games and won eight games in a row, and we were still one point behind Barnet. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how much more can you do? You know, it's it's it's. I think we had one of the best records ever in 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 the national league and one of the best ever budgets as well. We still couldn't top the league. We finished second and had to go through the playoffs, which was the old playoff system and, and, we, and we won but it's uh it's such a tough league and i think it's an absolute bottleneck now the bottom of league two and the top of the national league you could easily say that the, the top arguably the top 10 in the national league would comfortably beat the bottom 10 in league two um and and the amount of teams who come up from that national league into league two and do so well is no coincidence because the the teams the teams in the national league almost sort of are all building to get promoted and are building such quality sides that they're better than the bottom half of League Two. When only two go down, there's a lot of sides there which are, which just don't have very good sides that don't get relegated. So yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, as Rovers fans found out when we got promoted from the National League, we got back-to-back promotions, and because um, there's three there's three automatic spots in in League Two, we we only had to be half decent to be up there. Um, so definitely, I think the system needs to change. Would you? Would you? Well, obviously, you probably would be open to a couple more um, automatic spots in 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 league in the national league. Yeah, it'd be great if um, it just followed the same you know path as the, the football league, but obviously they're two separate organisations. Um, it'd be great if just three teams went up, three teams came down, and um, I think it gives more incentive to teams, especially in League Two, if you're if you're 17th or 18th, you know, like Stevenage at the moment and teams like that. Really, when it comes to January, February, all you've got to do is win a few games and you stay up because other teams they're just not you know they're just not very good. Um, so it'd be great if if that changed. Um, as we know, as I said before, the National League is so difficult. There's lots of big teams there. You've got Yeovil, Wrexham, who are doing very well this season, but they're a big club. Uh, Notts County, you know, I can, I can go through the whole league really. And um, draws draws in this league are probably as, as much as a defeat because they don't really do a lot for this league. You need to win games, and that and that is difficult in its own right, especially away from home, as we've as probably have seen in the last few weeks where we've been to Wrexham, uh, been to Yeovil away, um, and we've lost both of those, and Sully Hole, where I thought we played really well, but we lost that as well. So away from home is just so difficult, and um, that's why the performance last Sunday um, was amazing. As you saw with the fans behind the goal, um, 521 away fans, uh, incredible scene um, unbelievable stuff that's because oh, of the performance yeah and, and I, have to, I have to admit the limbs are some of the best carnage behind the goal I've seen <laughs> in, in a long time probably since Millwall when they got promoted uh, pretty much at, or made made it into the playoffs um, it was amazing. Place. yeah it was amazing and the way end was really nice I was, you know the ground itself I thought was I was quite impressed with the, with the ground so we you know we need a little away stand like that really because the away stand that probably is a well a terracing and it's all uncovered, so it's not not a great experience for the away fan. Um, so it'd be good to, if we do progress and we do continue moving forward, obviously our ground will be will be um, will be slightly redeveloped. We've got a new south stand in place, which um, from Bristol Rovers fans will see on the, on Tuesday night. Um, so the, the ground is coming along, and you know the memorial ground was really impressive. With it and the atmosphere was great. The people were lovely, and uh, just had a great time really. Uh, to be honest, there's not many. T 
teams that come here and say our ground is really nice. I mean, it's probably <laughs> one of the poorest in, in League One. Um, I remember um, Bolton fans coming down the first time and they were saying it's like it's like Chernobyl Ground Zero it's <laughs> compared to some of the stadiums. Um, we went to Yeovil a few weeks ago and for a team that, for a team that, I don't know, not them too much, but for a team that were um, in the Championship, what, five, six years ago, yeah. um, I was amazed that the stadium wasn't, wasn't in a slightly better shape, let's just say. Um, yeah, yeah, so, Hewish Park isn't the best. Yeah, and it's in the middle of nowhere, but that's that's another that's for another day. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So you get you get some grounds like you know the racecourse ground. Unfortunately, the cop, big cop that they have there is is no longer used. Uh, but the rest of the stadium is is really nice. So it's just I think it's just really tough for these these teams in League Two and League One, and you know to build when the budgets are so uh, not not the best, you know, and and the crowds maybe they get. They go to Premier League games or or Championship games, so it's quite tough. Yeah, and the bottleneck definitely now is the is the Championship. You know, you see it in 20 million pound bids for players in the Championship now, and hit our record transfer fee one league below is is 300 grand. So it's it's just we can't compete with that. And you've seen like Barnsley and Luton go up, and they're struggling, and they were really really good in this league. So yeah, it's frustrating and. Um, yeah, this 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 cup run maybe is maybe something Rovers need to just give um, a little bit of life into our season, but um, we're not making it easy for ourselves. Um, the cup itself, what does what would it mean to Bromley to to make it to the second round? Um, I think it'd be it'd be incredible to get to the second round of the FA Cup. Um, obviously, as we said before, we haven't been there for a good period of, a good period of time. Um, financially, it'd be it'd be fantastic, but more importantly, I think to beat a team like Bristol Rovers. Um, especially after Sunday, it will give the team belief to continue in the league and to continue striving to to get out of the national league. So it's quite a pivotal game on on Tuesday night, where it was, I think the, you know obviously got confidence from Sunday, but I think the team you can see the team growing in belief every week when they get big results. We beat Halifax five nil the other week, and they were they were top at the time, and um, you can just see the belief. So I think winning the game on Tuesday night and progressing not only financially would be fantastic, but as a team and as a as a crowd that are, are united in in what Bromley are trying to achieve, I think it it'll, it will mean um, it mean a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, result aside on on Tuesday, I think I'll definitely be rooting for you guys in the National League and keeping an eye on your results. Um, so all the best for the rest of the season, uh, Alex. It's it's been great to chat to you. Really sort of interesting to get an insight into your team. Thanks for thanks for taking the time out to speak to me. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. Thanks, Max. Best luck to you guys as well. Cheers. Um, Gasheads, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a regular episode. And until then, up the gas.